All right. This is Polo. This is Becky. We here. We coming. The battle continues. This is Born to Battle. On this episode, it's actually a really special one to Chris and Taylor because I kind of surprised them both and wanted to learn more about how they met and how they overcame the obstacles in their relationship. This is a compilation of uh, interview responses from both Taylor and Chris on just their love story, and it's a beautiful one. So we can go ahead and kind of dive into their story. Tell me how you met Taylor. Taylor and I met online. And it was through Bumble, actually. Oh, walking with the bees. Yeah. This um, this age where online dating is successful opens up the field of people you might never met. So mm-hmm. I'm super grateful for it. And I swiped right. She did too. And the thing with Bumble and its online dating, what's different is the girl has to make the first move and mm-hmm. reach out to you first. So she did do that. How, what did she say? Do you remember? <laughs> I think so. It, it was along the lines of, hey. <laughs> That's it. Ooh, she was, she was reaching. She was reaching real hard on that yeah, one. All right, so you met on Bumble. You had your first date. Where was your first date? Like, how how are you with first dates? Do you like to go all out? Or do you like, uh, maybe I should just be like, eh, we could meet for coffee kind of thing? Uh, funny thing is, a lot of times, if I would do dates, I'd do more casual. Um, not like I did for her. And ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, T. Lou, stand up, I do. We met August 2017 uh, through Bumble. Shout out to online dating. Shouts to Bumble. I don't know why, um, but I think I want to take this girl out. To the Spire Rooftop, mm-hmm. which is down the bar in LA. And it could have been just the vibes I was getting with her when we were talking. I just had the intuition to, to go for a little bit bigger than, than other previous online dates I had. Yeah. So, Spire 73, a rooftop bar in down, down LA, 360 degree views. One of the tallest buildings, I think, mm-hmm. west of the Mississippi. I might not be right, but I'm, for some reason, I'm not in my head. <clears throat> yeah, so we had drinks up there and having a good time. And after that, we got some food and more drinks and kept talking and hanging out a good portion of the night. And that was the end of the the first day, and I did not give her a kiss. And I asked about it later, and she was 
looking for one or wondering if I was going to get one. So oh. I guess I dropped the ball a little bit on that, but I didn't want to be too pushy or too forward with it and just right. out of respect that I wasn't going to do it on the first night. For sure. I don't I don't ever go in for a kiss on the first day. Never. That's not my MO. It's just, I, I don't know. I just like, all right, we'll see how the day goes. And yeah, if it's going to happen, it'll happen. But Correct, correct. Don't want to force in like that. Yeah. Uh, so our first date was supposed to be kind of casual, but Chris went all out and we went to the Spire 73 in downtown LA. It's a okay. rooftop bar. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful views. Um, we had wine and chatted, and it went so well that we ended up going to another restaurant bar afterwards and ate and drank and hung out even more. Nice. Yeah. It was it was a pretty fancy date. <laughs> did he buy? He did, yeah. He paid for everything the first date. <laughs> nice. Slight flex. Oh, no. Good job. So, all right. We got to the point. You had your first date. When did you hit her up next? Like, did you hit her up the next day? Did you hit her up that night? Be like, hey, this was fun. And then when was your next, like, how long did it take to get to a next date? It was, I believe it was the next day. I hit her up and I was just saying, hey, I had a really good time. Um, I enjoyed everything about you, who you are. Uh, I'd love to get together again. And then we had another day later that week because my thought process was, I'm just going to go for it because with dating, a lot of people play games and mm-hmm. hard to get, and I'll push them off for two weeks, and then people lose interest. But my thought was, I had a great connection with her. I really enjoyed hanging out with her and spending time with her. Mm-hmm. So I'll let her know and be upfront and honest, and see if she wants to do it again. And we did. So and then just another day and another day. And just kept kind of going, which was a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing, man. Nice. That's cute. Let's see. I stuck around after the first date because it was a great first date. That cute smile. What made you guys define the relationship? At what point were you like, all right, I need to, is is this going to be something or not? It was kind of like, when you have that question, like, you're unsure, so are we exclusively dating? Should we see the people? To get to that point where you wonder, it's a one person wasting their time or not, because it didn't seem to want to do that, so it's kind of like, well, where are we at? Mm-hmm. What are we kind of thing? So right. It just led to that of more of um can defend advantage for one another. Sure. We're on the same page and uh, acting like a little kid. It's like, hey, you want to go out with me? <laughs> That's nice. Nice. <laughs> she said yes. That's cool. 
And then come March, I remember telling my roommate, the guy hasn't said I love you yet and I love him and I want to tell him and I feel weird, but I'm just going to do it. And I did it. And I'm so glad I did. Respect. Because now I can always hold this over him. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, March, he said, I love you. And I meant it. And I don't say those words lightly. Um, so then when it came time for the diagnosis, it was, I mean, it kind of made sense that if I love someone, I'm going to do all I can to protect and help in any way possible. And um, Right on. So here's, here's the tough question. All right. We know you love her. Uh-huh. When did you know that you loved her? Honestly, I would say fairly early on, I really knew it because I think it was three months into kind of talking. My mom randomly asked, she was like, so you dating anyone? What's going on? And uh, my mom asked me that. Shortly after we first started talking, and I told my mom, "Ask me in a few months." So three months came around. <laughs> Quarterly checkup. Uh huh. <laughs> he asked me, and this is the first time in, yeah, probably like ten years. I was like, "Yeah, mom, this is, um, I've been seeing someone, and her name's Taylor." So my mom had known any other girls over. All the years I've been dating or talking with. Mm-hmm. So for me, when that happened, it's kind of when I knew I loved her and she was so special. But me, me, and me, I waited till she told me she loved me. <laughs> me being a bonehead or <laughs> not pushing things or not taking it lightly to use those words. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything, and she said it first. Yeah. I was like, oh, it was. <laughs> we like, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, brush it off, like, oh, cool. Uh, cool. No. no, it was a beautiful thing. But early on, I, I knew there's something about this girl that is vastly different from any other girl where. She just kind of had me, mm-hmm. and I knew it. And maybe deep down inside, I want to be a tough guy and not fully admit it and say, no, I'm all right. I don't love her, but deep down inside, I knew it early on. Yeah. I honestly think definitely a good amount before her. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't express that share I didn't want to scare her away. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's relationships are weird like you can't push too hard even though you might want to you can't express certain things or you feel like you can't express certain things um but usually i feel like it's it's better to get it out regardless you know i agree i agree it really is because you wouldn't want to have let that be the reason it didn't work out because the other person didn't know you had feelings or 
mm-hmm. with a character was honest up front with them. Right. So it's a good point. Like I said, you got to get it out, but not too late. Mm-hmm. Like short, right? That is for damn sure. For damn sure. Is that why you stuck around? I was so mad at you the night that you told me. <laughs> Wait, why? I was definitely picking a fight with him because he had gone to yet another doctor's appointment and did not have any answers. Mm. And I thought he was being his like passive go with the flow self and uh, not prying as much as I'm sure he was at the doctor's. And so we were going out on a Friday night with my roommate, both of them, Mm -hmm. Julie and Camelia. And we went to the bungalow. Anyways, we're at the bar and surrounded by a bunch of drunk 20-somethings. And I pick a fight with Chris about why he can't get an answer from the doctors. And he like kind of blew up at me, probably the first and last time he's ever blown up at me, hmm. uh, and told me what he and the doctors thought it was. And so we left the bar immediately after we got there <laughs> and went straight home and talked about it and cried and spent the whole rest of the weekend talking about it and crying about it. And and then Monday morning, he was back at his place. I was working from home and he showed up at my door with flowers oh. and said that he figured I wouldn't want to be alone. And he was right. And so... Uh, I stuck around after the diagnosis because I loved him. I didn't really know what my capacity was and if I would be able to help and protect him mm-hmm. in any way, but I've yet to hit a wall or anything too impossible uh, that I feel like in any way that I'm holding him back or hurting him in any way. Um, I think I'm, I'm a pretty positive part of his life. So mm-hmm. uh, for me, that that's what I get from it. And I get to prove my love to him every day. And I mean, you guys started officially dating like shortly after you started having your symptoms, right? Correct. So I've had some symptoms before we were dating, but I didn't really think too, too much of them because who would? And we'd been dating for a little while and then progressed more doctor visits and so forth. So she was kind of wondering what's going on, why you tell me and end up telling her kind of one that we're about like Hey, this is a real thing. Um, ALS is a real possibility, and my life is drastically changed. And I have a prognosis that cut my lifespan down greatly to the two to five, which in turn kind of led us to lay everything on the table and be upfront and honest and real with things and mm-hmm. have realistic approach to what it was going to be like going forward, staying together or not. 
and just being out front open as much as we could because it would serve nobody any good to deny or hide feelings when that could only be a much harder thing and not as good down the road. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like the older you get, those conversations start to come up more. And, um, but with your, obviously your case is unique in its own way. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good you guys just put it out there and had that conversation from from early on. No, absolutely, because I tried to take and look at from her perspective, too, where at her age in her 20s, how does she want her life to go moving forward? And how much do I change it with me in the equation? And is that realistically something she wanted and or something we could handle together. So we had those discussions and talked about it. And I've told her this disease is so unpredictable and there's no right or wrong answer for things. And how do you navigate this along with just navigating a relationship too? So I gave her an out where I have no hard feelings. I completely understand to not want to be with me just for how drastically different the future is and now from what we know. Mm-hmm. And to evaluate it from my perspective too, where I can't force someone to leave. I want them to make their own decision, but we came at it and approached it with open minds, hearts, and everything, and really were honest and looked at it in that way for what do we individually want and what would we collectively want moving forward. Mm-hmm. With this the disease changing my life and now her life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it impacts everybody, right? Everybody in your life, it's it's impacting. Of course, Taylor's your wifey. She's she's your rider, so she's impacted on the daily. Um, but she 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 loves you. You love her, and you know that's that's your bond that that's keeping you guys together and so strong. And it's a beautiful sight, beautiful thing to see. Appreciate that, man. And we understand that love is important. Love does change with uh, life. You ask someone when they got married at 20 years to someone, and then when they're 70 years old, how love love might have changed or it's taken on new roles. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of looked at it that way and, understand that the relationship takes two people relationships themselves are not easy by any means so it gave us the opportunity really to keep and 
really makes us work on a relationship and always check in with each other because ALS definitely, definitely tries to hit you a lot and hits you down and makes the relationship already hard enough. But we, we're just going to communicate with each other and very open and honest about all things and everything, which made me, in a sense, now looking back, has made our relationship that much stronger and better than it ever could have been also by confronting things like we have. That's kind of how I have at least looked at it through that lens as well. Yeah, I mean, you guys are both very transparent to each other about everything going on, which I think for any relationship, that's key and keeping you on the same page, for sure. Exactly, man, exactly. Exactly. Cool, Chris. Y'all got a beautiful love story. 